What's up, TC? Can we give Jesus some praise in this house this morning? Man, he's so good. It is so good to see all of you. We're kicking off our new series. We got done with Facts or Feelings last week and we're jumping straight into Choose Joy. Uh, Facts or Feelings, everyone told me, it's like, Pastor, I'm not gonna lie to you. It hurt a little bit, but it was a good hurt. It was like surgery, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was what we needed to hear, but here we are nonetheless, right? And so we're gonna talk about Choose Joy. Go ahead and get your Bibles out. You can turn to Isaiah 61 with us if, you, if you'd like to. But uh, as you're turning there, uh, I was... Uh, started a new routine somewhat. Uh, so I like to sit out on my back porch now and watch the sun rise. And so as the sun is coming up, uh, what I like to do is, is just kind of watch it come up over the trees. And how many guys notice that as uh, the sun is coming up, you can see like the aura of the sun before you see the actual sun, right? So it's like it, before you can actually see the sun, you can see that the light is coming uh, over the trees, over houses, whatever the case may be. And, and one of the things that I started realizing as I was watching the sunset is that a lot of times you have to look for the evidence of the light before you actually see the light, and today I want to talk to you about joy. Turn to your neighbor and say joy. Turn to the person next to you, uh, you just neglected on the other side and say joy. But how many of you guys know that you can start to see the aura of the sun before you see the sun? And just like that in our life, sometimes it's easier to see the evidence of joy before you actually get joy itself. Anybody, has anybody ever had a day where you're like, nah, today just ain't the day, right? So um, how many of you guys know in your attempt to pursue joy, there are joy thieves out there. Anybody know a joy thief? Just having a bad day all the time. So this morning I went to Burger King. Uh, we came in early uh, to get a few things set up. I had some extra time, so I went to Burger King. We're talking about joy thieves. Went to Burger King because they have a croissant witch. Now, I don't know how you have a fast food restaurant with such a delicacy, but I wanted one, right? So, and then they got a double croissant witch with extra meat and extra cheese. So come on, somebody. The Lord's moving at Burger King. I don't know what to tell you. So I pull up to the drive-thru and uh, I pull up. And so I'm standing there and I'm or not standing. That'd be weird. I'm in my car and I'm at the order machine. And I sit there for like three minutes and nothing's happening. Y'all know what I'm talking about where you pull up and like, is y'all's radio working? Is this one not working? I don't know what's going on. And so I sat there and as I was sitting there waiting for the radio to start working, uh, I was like, well, the lights are on. So someone's doing their job, right? So like, uh, and so I was like, man, maybe they're not open yet. So I pulled my phone out. What time do they open? 7 a.m. Guess what time it was? 6.59, right? And so uh, I was like, all right. So the lady comes on the speaker. She says, uh, we're not open yet. We open at seven. And I was like, all right, uh, you mind if I wait here a few minutes? Or just one, even, you know? Uh, and she was like, oh, no, we're, we're running behind today. We're not gonna open for another 30 minutes. And I was like, you know, that doesn't work in any other industry. Like, you're gonna turn the news on. The news is like, sorry, guys, we're running a little behind today. So uh, you're gonna need to come back after the next program. Like, that doesn't work. You didn't show up to church today. We're like, can y'all come back in 30 minutes? This isn't working for us. We need to reevaluate. Like, it doesn't work in any other industry. Stole my joy. So I went to McDonald's and got him a griddle. The point is, 
that there is there are joy thieves out there right there are circumstances that you're going to come across where listen because it was out of your control if you let it it'll rob you from the joy from the happiness from the things in your life that you're trying to keep and hear me today regardless of what's happening out there God wants to have wants us to have consistent irrevocable joy that the world can't take away and so I want you to breathe in deep for a second and breathe out because I want to talk to you about joy. Turn to your neighbor and say joy. At TC, we have a vision. We want to see everyone take four steps. These are the four steps we believe laid out in scripture that God wants you to take in your life. One, he wants you to know him. We want, we want people to know God. The second is we want people to find freedom. When, no matter what you've come through in life, how many guys know, it, for those of you that Jesus has taken over your life and he's your Lord, you still got some stuff in the past you're dealing with. Four of us. The rest of you, lying is part of what you're dealing with. Okay, so uh, how many know we all got some stuff we're dealing with? And so uh, you, sometimes we need to still find freedom from the stuff we've been freed from. And so uh, then we want you to discover purpose. I believe God put something inside of you and we want to help you discover what that is. And then we want to help you make a difference uh, because there's no greater joy in the world than using the gift God put inside of you to make a difference in someone else's life. And so we want to take you on that journey of four steps. In Isaiah 61, we actually see those four steps laid out. It's laid out over and over in scripture, but we're going to read it uh, in one of the ways that it's laid out today. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about joy. So in Isaiah 61, it says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Talking about in verse one, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. There's a, there's a reason God wants, to be us on mission, wants us to be on mission so that we can bring the good news, the good tidings. We can bring it to those that don't have it, right? Because we want people to know God. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Find freedom. We want to heal the broken hearts where bondage has held you down. We want to bring healing to that. We, we want to have God bring healing to that, to bring liberty to the captives where you've been held in bondage. We want to see God bring freedom to that area and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy from mourning. In other words, where the enemy has tried to steal from you, where you've lacked areas of your life where fulfillment and joy were evident, he wants to restore beauty where those things have been torn down. And joy from mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness. And, and some of the translations use the word oak, a strong, sturdy oak. And I know what you're thinking right now. Brad, I've drove through Pensacola the last two weeks. There's a lot of oaks that ain't that strong or sturdy. Okay, so, uh, but but there's trees of righteousness that are strong and standing firm, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified, right? And, and I want to take you to Isaiah 61.3. I want you to go back to that for me because I want to highlight this point. He said to give them the oil of joy for the morning, for their morning, the oil of joy. He wants to give you a, an anointing. He wants to give you something that you can't get on your own. He wants to give you this joy that's not circumstantial, that's not built on what the world is bringing against you. It's not built on what's happening at work or at home or with your kids or with school or your career. He's not, no, he wants to bring oil of joy for the areas of your life where joy didn't used to exist. And then he says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Can I tell you something? Heaviness 
is not just circumstantial. Heaviness can be a spiritual thing. You see, there are, there are things in your life that happen to you that can cause life to feel heavy. Anyone ever been there before? Life felt heavy because of what was happening to you. But hear me today, heaviness is also a spiritual thing. Where, where the enemy has set in motion something to keep you heavy and weighed down. And God said, I want to give you the garments of praise. I want to give you the garments of joy. I want to give you the garments of celebration where heaviness was. But hear me today. If you're going to put on the garments of praise, you're going to have to choose to put it on. Because no one is available, ready to just give you joy all the time. Matter of fact, where the world's ready to take it away, God's saying you're going to have to make the conscious choice to put it on. And so there is elements to joy that have to be a choice. And I want you to understand this. Having joy, you can write this down in your notes. Having joy is a spiritual experience. Having joy is a spiritual experience. It's something that's supernatural. And it's a supernatural thing that supersedes your circumstances. You see, the joy that God wants to bring into our life isn't just happiness. Happiness is when you get green lights all the way to your destination. Come on, somebody. There's few greater feelings than that one. Happiness... It's when you pass Krispy Kreme and the hot now light is on. See, see, come on. Happiness is when you got a BOGO coupon for them shoes you're trying to buy. Okay, anyway, irrelevant. Uh, happiness is circumstantial, but joy is not, friends. Joy is something that you wake up with and whatever the day throws at you, you seem to be the one that can just continue to carry on. It's not circumstantial. It's not about the things that happen around you. It's not what happens to you. It's not just happiness that comes and goes, but it's joy that goes above and beyond whatever happens. You may say, Brad, I hear you, but you don't know what I've been through. Anybody been through some stuff? Can anybody write a book on the struggles of life? And so you may say, Brad, you, you don't understand my pain. Well, hear me for a second. You don't understand mine. You don't know that my son that was born on January 24, 2013, was diagnosed with a brain disease in 2015. You don't know that he passed away and went home to be with the Lord in 2018. You don't know my story. You don't know my struggle. But even in the midst of pain and sorrow, there's a joy that comes from Jesus alone that even when you're crying, there's something in your spirit that's still stirring up how good God is. There's something inside of you that says, I don't feel like raising my hands and worshiping today. I don't feel like telling anyone about how good God is, but there's still something on the inside of me that declares the goodness of God that even when you want to cry, you can muster up a smile to declare the goodness of Jesus in your life. I'm telling you, there is a joy that goes beyond your circumstances and your pain and your struggle that points people to God and says, there's still something bigger and I still have joy no matter what's going on around me. It exists, friends, and I want you to know that you can choose to have it. Next week, we're going to talk about the clearer picture. Today, we're talking about the bigger picture. Say the bigger picture. Today, we're talking about the bigger picture. Next week, we're going to talk about the clearer picture, where we're going to talk about how those things come from the Spirit of God himself resting on you. And so come back next week. You're like, all right, I'm out then. No, I'm just kidding. No, stay here. We'll f we're going to finish today. But I want you to know there's a way that God wants to bring that. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 6. He says... 
We are sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Now, Paul, that doesn't make any sense. We're sorrowful. Those of you guys watching online, we're sorrowful, but we're always rejoicing. We're poor, but we're making many rich. We're having nothing, yet possessing everything. So Paul's telling us right now that there's this life available to you where you can have little, but yet have much. Things may not be going right for you, yet there's still something inside of you that's looking at the goodness of God. Look at the person next to you and just smile. Don't say nothing, just smile. How weird is that? You know why it's weird? Because social media trains you otherwise. You should just be miserable all the time. I'm here to tell you, that no, 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 no. Friends, listen, you hang out with me, we're going to have fun. We might roast seven or eight people in the process, but we're going to have a good time. Because there's joy. Hear me today. Joy. I want you to grab a hold of it. Joy. There's something in the inside. Joy that keeps something, just a smile on my face. Even when things aren't going well and I can be crying, there's a joy available to you that God wants you to have on the inside that the world can't take away. He's so good to us. I want you to know this. Joy is readily available, but has to be steadily chosen. Joy is readily available to you, but it has to be steadily chosen. It's a choice. You're going to choose to live in this joy. The world's going to introduce opportunities for you to not have this joy. You're going to have to choose to live in this joy, all right? You may have to roast two people in the process, but you're going to choose to have, like, we are going to laugh. We are going to enjoy this. I'm going to wake up today. How many guys uh, know that there is like the, this irrevocable joy from the saints of old? Y'all remember like the, like, old, like uh, don't be offended if you're in here and you fall into this category, uh, but uh, it, the older generation, how they constantly had this joy that was like, it kind of didn't make sense. Have you ever met an old Christian? And I'm not talking about like the bitter old Christians. I'm not talking about sister sandpaper that rubbed everyone the wrong way. Okay. I'm talking like, I'm talking on this side of the fence, like the, the older generation that was just, they, they were full of joy and life constantly. If you have, you've heard this saying before. Why are you so happy, baby? Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. There was something on the inside. And you want to know what? There was nothing on the outside of their world telling them not to have it. See, they weren't polarized by a political campaign on social media. They weren't shook by masks or no masks or whatever. They weren't, they weren't dealing with that. They may have lived in their bubble, but they lived in a bubble of joy. And you couldn't shake them from it. You see, John 10, 10 says this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Hear me today. I want you to lean into this for a second. All of you online, lean into this for a second. There is actively a plan out there to still kill and destroy the joy of your life. Some of you are like, I know, I work for him. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. There is a thief out there to still kill and destroy the joy of your life. I've said this before, I'll say it again. I don't believe that the enemy, Satan's greatest plan in your life, if you love Jesus and you are going to heaven, I don't believe his greatest plan for your life is to try to convince you you want hell more than heaven. I don't think that's his plan. 
I think it's to make you miserable all the way there. Because if he can keep you miserable, he can keep you purposeless. And if you can keep you purposeless, he can keep you from impacting other people. And so what we need is to have a joy that's contagious. We need to have a joy that declares how good God is. Deuteronomy 30:19 says this. He says, uh, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you're about to make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live, right? So that you and your descendants might live. Hear me. Have you guys ever met uh, miserable parents before? They have miserable kids. Because misery is contagious. But so is joy. See, some of you parents need to start building joyful homes so you can produce joyful children. Some of you need to change the generation of miseries that has existed in your home from your grandparents to your parents to you and say, I'm not passing that on to my kids. I'm choosing, we're going to choose joy in this. We're going to keep certain conversations behind closed doors and we're going to start producing a home full of joy. Some of y'all just need to turn on like, I'm, well, all right, I'm going to say, some of y'all just need to turn on like Bruno Mars or something and let some joy rip through that house one good time. Maybe it's casting crowns for you. I don't know. I'm just here to say like some of y'all just need to turn on something to get some pep in your step and just start letting joy radiate through that house. Why? The thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy what's inside of you. Jesus says, but I came that you would have life and then have it to the full. And then in Deuteronomy 13, we see, he says, I just pray that you would choose life, not just for you, but so that you and the generations after you could live, but not just live eternally in heaven, but live this life on earth with some purpose and some joy. Say joy. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm getting it because I want it. Joy. All right. Because hear me today. God wants you to have his joy when things aren't going your way. God wants you to have his joy when things aren't going your way online. You guys that are watching us on Facebook, you can drop an emoji in the comment right now and say, he's talking to me, right? God wants you to have his joy when things aren't going your way because life doesn't always go our way, does it, friends? Life doesn't always seem to just like, I don't know about you, but no one walks around behind me and is like, oh, that's what Brad wants today. Perhaps we can make that happen for him. Listen, that's not, that's not the way life always happens. Sometimes it's a little harder than that. Can I get an amen? But there's joy that can exist even when things aren't going my way. Because it's not circumstantial. It's supernatural. And it comes from God. So you choose life. You know, I'm the kind of guy that's unbothered by most things. And is any, are any un, unbothered people in here? Where the unbothered, like, it doesn't matter what's like, the house can be on fire two houses down and you're just like, mm, in my house, so. <laughs> like, I'm unbothered, like, I'm in my lane and if it's going on in that lane, I don't, I just, I, it sounds terrible, I don't care. Like, y'all know what I'm talking about? So I was sitting at my house the other day, me and my wife, we were sitting there and so, uh, she was in the kitchen and I was sitting at the counter. Uh, and so we were just talking, having a conversation. And then all of a sudden she looks out the window. 
I said, what is, what is she doing? She's looking out the window. And then she goes to the other window on the other side of the counter, just looking out the window. I said, what is she doing? I said, what are you doing? She's like, the neighbors are on the front porch. <laughs> I have not moved from my bar stool yet. I'm like, so? She's like, what are they doing? I'm like, who cares? It's their porch. Let them do whatever they want. She's like, they're looking at something. I was like, that sounds like a big deal for them. I don't know, like, what? She's like, Aren't, don't you care? I was like, couldn't care less, actually. <laughs> like, I'm, unbo- I'm completely unbothered. Like, nope, don't care. She's like, don't you want to know what they're looking at? Is it in my yard? <laughs> no, it's down the street. Then no, I don't want to know what they're looking at. She was like, but we need to... I, I, I'm going on the front porch. I'm like, now you're going on the front porch because they're on the front porch? <laughs> Hear me today. <laughs> I'm, I'm so unbothered by the things that are going. Now, th- that can be a bad thing, right? Like, you can be so indifferent. Like, oh, that sounds like a terrible problem for you to have, right? Like, <laughs> not mine, so I don't care, but it sounds like a terrible problem. As a pastor, that's not the attitude we can have, right? You know, like, we, we need to be a part. But I'm so unbothered by the things that go on around me. You want to know why? Because I'm so, like, I'm in my lane. There are so many things in our life that are ready to rob us of our joy. Sometimes you got to be like, listen, if you want to be miserable over there, you can be miserable over there. But I'm, I'm going to be unbothered over here. I'm keeping my joy. Listen, when some people call you, you need to just hang up the phone. This is 2020. What am I talking about? When some people text you, you just need to delete it and not text them back. Like, did you hear what so-and-so said? Nope, don't care. Like, you need to stop letting the poison of the world impact the joy in your life. You need to stop being bothered by that. And marriage can do that. Can, can, where are my married folks at? How many of y'all know marriage can be rough sometimes? <laughs> y'all like, I'm sitting next to my spouse, ain't saying nothing, Right? <laughs> I mean, I know Mary can be, it can be great, but it can be tough sometimes. My wife is beautiful. She's hot with a little bit of hood. That's great. Like she's, it's perfect, right? So I, I love my wife. And so uh, we, we, but sometimes marriage can be hard. And like, have anyone ever got the silent treatment before? Y'all know what a silent treatment, how many of y'all know, no one had to train you on what the silent treatment was. Women just kind of naturally have that thing in them where they can do it. Like they're pre-wired for this silent treatment or <laughs> sometimes the opposite of that, which is the loud treatment. Anyway, irrelevant, but like, so there's this silent treatment. I remember watching this guy, Nate Bargazzi. He was talking about uh, the movie, The Sixth Sense. Anybody ever seen The Sixth Sense, the movie, right? I, like, so uh, in that movie, uh, it's 20 years old. If you haven't seen it yet, um, then I'm going to spoil it for you, but it's 20 years old, so you should have done something about it by now. So um, in the movie, uh, the lead character is dead the whole time, and he talks to his wife over and over again, and she says nothing back to him. And at the end of the movie, we find out he was dead the whole time, and we were blown away. Why? Because it made more sense to us for two hours that the wife never say a word to him than it did for us to know that the guy was dead the whole time, and he got shot in the beginning. Marriage can be hard sometimes. The same way life can be hard sometimes. How many of you don't always get the answers you're looking for in marriage and in life? Some of you are like, I'm single, so I don't know. Uh, You've been dating before. You get it, right? Life can be hard. Dating in real life, marriage, whatever. Sometimes you want answers, but you don't get answers. And what I'm trying to tell you today is that there's a joy you can have that regardless of how you don't get your answers, regardless of how life comes at you, you can still 
love the life that you're living. You can choose to rejoice in it, even if you feel like there's a few things to rejoice in. Because at the end of the day, if God himself has built a relationship with you, that alone is something to rejoice over. You can choose joy. So I want you to go back to Isaiah 61.3 as we wrap up today. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me, it says. And I'm going to consolidate the three verses down a little bit because I want you to hear this. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings, heal the brokenhearted, give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So we've got all that, right? And we're talking about the four steps. We want people to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. And here's the thing that I want you to understand is God wants you to go on that journey. But the big question is why? You see, in Isaiah 61, one through three, he says this, I, would, I want you to preach good tidings, heal the brokenhearted, give them beauty for ashes, joy for the morning. But then he says this, and I want you to grab a hold of this, and they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations that have been torn down. And they shall repair the ruined cities that once were vibrant. The desolations of many generations. And for some of you, here's what I want you to grab a hold of today. They shall, there's old ruins in your life that used to be joyful. There's, there's aspects of your life that used to be full of life and love. You couldn't wait to wake up the next day. There, there was things in your life that drove you. They encouraged you. They, they, they were uh, amazing. And, and hear me, some of those things have been torn down. Life has hurt you in some ways. And everything hasn't gone your way. But I'm here to tell you today that if you'll grab a hold of the journey that God wants to put you on, there's joy in it for you. There's genuine joy that he wants to rebuild the old ruins in your life that has been torn down. They want to raise up the former desolations that have fallen apart. And he wants to repair the ruined aspects of your life. And he wants to build all of that on the joy that can only come from God himself. He wants to do something great in your life. So here's what I want you to grab a hold of. Discovering joy often starts with discovering your purpose. And for some of you, you've lived purposeless for so long, but you can't figure out why you don't have joy. And I'm here to tell you today that oftentimes the thing that God built you for is what you need to get plugged into to see your joy restored. For me here, uh, I've played on worship teams for 18 years. Uh, I've fathered, spiritually fathered uh, a number of young men and young women, myself and my wife together, where maybe they didn't have the greatest home situation or maybe a father wasn't available to them. And you wanna know what? I've never got tired of doing those things. Some of my spiritual sons are in this room right now. I've never got tired of it. You wanna know why? Because I was made for that. Leading worship, I never got tired of doing that because I was made for it. And what is the thing you were made for by God to be the impact in the world around you? Because hear me, that's an area where joy can resurrect in your heart. It's a great feeling. Mark Twain supposedly made this quote famous. It says this, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born 
in the day you find out why. There's something in you that God wants to use to help bring joy to you. And he wants to connect you to that. And if you're here today and you're like, man, I, 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 I wanna find out what that thing is for me. We have next steps, it's after this service. As a matter of fact, at the next steps room down the end of the hallway, it's gonna kick off around 12, we'll have food, we're gonna give you lunch and all those things. But what we also wanna do is we wanna help you with two things. One, find out more about who we are as a church. But we also wanna help connect you to the purpose that God has put in you. Because when you discover that purpose, you can discover joy. Because there's something great about knowing you use the gift that God gave you to impact the life of someone else. And we wanna help you on that journey. Discover what it is and get plugged in. John 15, 11 says this, this is kind of the theme verse for our month. It says this, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you. This is Jesus talking, he said, I have told you this so that my joy it would be in you and that your joy may be complete. That means lacking nothing. Your joy would be complete. Your joy would be fulfilled. Your joy would be whole. Your joy would be something that's not lacking. Matter of fact, you would have so much joy, you're gonna start giving it to other people. Y'all ever met someone that's so happy for no reason? Aren't they annoying? Like you want to stiff arm them at a distance. Like you see them coming at work. You're just like, ah, gush, right? But hear me, those people got something they're living for. And I believe that it's time that some of us grab a hold of something that we're living for. What could happen if you lived a life connected to the power, presence, and purpose of God? That's a life of true, irrevocable, irreplaceable, and sometimes even irrational joy that God wants you to have. So I told you about the sunset, I mean the sunrise. Sitting on my back porch, the sun will come up and you can see the hue of the sun before you can see the actual sun. Why? Because oftentimes in our life, God is trying to show us there are reasons to be joyful even if you don't have joy yet. But I also love watching sunsets. Me and my wife, we love it when the, light, uh, the sky is pink and orange and blue. And since she's obviously looking out the windows at whatever our neighbors are looking at anyways, we can all look together, right? So, but I do like to look out the window and see the sky that's blue and pink and orange. And it's like God painted a canvas in the sky that night. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I do like to see that, but here's one of the things that I've noticed about sunsets. It's sometimes I'm trying to, I'm either driving or my wife will come say, hey, you gotta come see the sky right now. And it feels like if you wait 30 seconds too long, it's gone already, doesn't it? Because it's easy for light to disappear, but sometimes it's hard to find it. And hear me today, it'll always be easy for joy to disappear. And sometimes it'll be hard to find it. Which is why if you live a life connected to God and the purpose he's put inside of you, you don't have to go looking for it every day. You get to live in it every day. So let's choose joy. Let's choose the light because joy is coming and it's available to us through Jesus Christ. And in that we can live a life where we impact other people full of purpose and know that our life is making a difference, amen. Let's pray today, guys. Father, we thank you for today. God, I pray that our life would make a difference to others. I pray that our life would have great impact. So God, I pray right now that if you, Father, we could bring joy where joy is lacking, Father. Where if you could 
step in and bring life. If you could come and help us, Father, where joy would radiate from us, where we would be a shining example of what it looks like to follow Jesus. God, I pray that you encourage our hearts and you connect us to you in a greater way so that joy can be readily available, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, if you're here and you don't know God, with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed today, if you're here and you're saying, Brad, I, uh, I want that joy that comes from Jesus, but honestly, I don't, I don't know that I know Jesus yet. Maybe I know about God or I know enough about God to know that my life's not right with him. But today I wanna give him my life. Today I want Jesus to take control. And if that's you today, right where you're at, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is here and he's ready to get rid of the shame and condemnation that is hung over your life. And he's ready to bring joy because he's ready to bring a new life to you. That when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for your sins and through his death, He's offered you a way to have eternal life in him. Today, if you're ready to give him your life so that you could receive eternal life, he's ready to meet you right where you're at today. Whether you're in this room or you're watching us online, today, Jesus is ready to meet you. And if that's you today, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. And you're not gonna pray by yourself. The whole church is gonna pray with you. And this prayer doesn't make you saved. But if you're ready to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and give me a fresh start and a new beginning, your faith in Jesus alone is what makes you stay. But we're gonna pray this prayer together to put words to the actions of your faith and say, Jesus, I'm believing you. So church, let's pray together with all those that are praying this today. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you've given me new life. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that pray that perhaps for the first time today, man. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome.